Hello, ladies and gentlemen. So this is the first episode of the Deck Guys podcast brought to you by New Home Decks. But yeah, we basically want to do this as a little bit of a trial run. Kind of see what, what works, what doesn't. We're just getting started. Yeah, so this is kind of our first attempt at you know, running a podcast and getting a little more content out there for what deck building in South Texas is really like. Yeah, what it's all about. Bear with us. This is, this is our first uh, episode, so you know it won't be perfect, but you know we're gonna get better as we go. Yeah. But yeah, so we just want to jump into it. So, Gio, if you want to explain a little bit about yourself and why we're here right now. Yeah. So from an early age, uh, you know, just starting high school, uh, I did wood shop. I got me really interested in the in the process. Um, and then my sophomore year of high school, that summer, I'd gone to build decks with my uncle. Um, so he owns a company in Georgia called Innovative Woodworks. It's a bigger company. I think they're doing right around five million a year. So it's like a large production scale uh, version of, uh, of kind of what we've got going on right now. So I got to kind of see a production scale of decks and what goes into the construction world, you know, relationships with subcontractors, relationships with customers. I kind of got to uh, take a look at, at everything that goes into running a $5 million a year business. So I came back my junior year of high school and really wanted to get into the, the San Antonio market, you know, just building for someone else kind of expanding on that deck knowledge and uh it was really hard to do that while in high school luckily and i say luckily because it's it's, a, it's tragic but covid covid happened um so that kind of gave us the opportunity to learn asynchronously so where we're not in a physical classroom so what i would do what i ended up doing is i found a job with a local deck company here in town and that gave me the opportunity to work during the day so I'd be working, you know, anywhere from 7, 7 in the morning to, uh, we got out pretty early, right around 3.30, and then I'd come home and I'd, I'd do my homework, you know, so it'd be kind of like whatever video we had at the time or whatever asynchronous, you know, they would count your attendance based on participation, so you, those all the Zoom meetings were optional, so that kind of gave me a pretty good chance to just, uh, you know, nose to the grindstone, if you will, and absorb all the knowledge I could building. And then from there, it was just kind of like a process of just refining the craft, finding better ways to do things. And uh, it kind of got to a point where we said, hey, you know, we're, we're good enough to do this on our own. Uh, let's uh, start a company. And just a little context for people who can't see us. We, we will be coming out with video podcasts in the future, but we're just trying this out. Um, we are young guys. Try not to, <laughs> yeah. to make that like a big deal because some people get a little sketched out by that. But it's hard to cut a, a $10,000 check to a 19-year-old, you know? Yeah, and so it, it's just a factor, but we try to not make it, you know, super prominent. Can you give a little bit of, like, your background in, in construction? And, and Yeah, so I'm the same age as Gio, and I actually went to Construction Careers Academy here in San Antonio. It's a facet of Warren High School over in Westover Hills. So I went to Construction Careers for three years, and then COVID happened, and uh, I ended up graduating early. But uh, during those three years, we really learned all of our basic, like I got OSHA certified, I got NCCER certified. We started building tiny houses. I unfortunately didn't get to finish them. Made a lot of good friends and, you know, it was a great experience. Um, you know, I've done a lot of different jobs since then. And as life would have it, I ended up back uh, working with Geo, doing co uh, construction and um, building decks. And so that knowledge kind of really, you know, I had to get refreshed on it, but it really came back and helped me out. And here we are, present day. It's been a really interesting journey just in the last year. Uh, I almost feel like we were on like an accelerated path when it comes to building and running a business at the same time. 
like the amount of learning we did was just exponential from one job to the other. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that. It seems like every every job we have like a, a different lesson that we take from it. Yeah, um, like a refined practice. From difficult clients to hitting yeah. water lines. Yeah, <laughs> $10,000 mistakes. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's very interesting uh, what you take away at the end of every job. So it kind of just makes you look at those guys who've been in the game, like my uncle, for 25, 30 years, and you just – you kind of have a, a newfound appreciation for all the lessons they must have learned along the way, and uh, especially you just finding your way early on. You know, there's I, I've always been the kind of person that needs to learn a lesson on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, you could tell me a million times, but until I kind of do it on my own and find out, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I probably, you know. I think uh, this year has been really crazy because I mean, it has tested us like 100 from getting yeah. stuck on i10 and 1604 at nine at night yeah because our yeah. wheel to our trailer blew out yeah i mean just like yeah there's uh it's it's been a just kind of refining our practices on transporting materials building customer relations uh we've kind of developed different systems through trial and error and error has definitely been uh a hard error so i mean we lost a wheel on the highway coming back from Georgetown, which is about 100 miles from where we live. And it was on, like, the home stretch. We were, like... 10 minutes from home. 10 minutes from home. Yeah, it was terrible. So now truck maintenance is, like, a really big part of what we do. Kind of have, like, an allocated fund for, for maintenance. And, and uh, we're always kind of inspecting, visually inspecting. Stuff like that. It just, just you know, if, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So... And, yeah, so one thing I wanted to kind of get into is, like where we saw the flaws in contracting in San Antonio already. Because if you mention con like, you know, building contractors to just the, your average person, there's some mm-hmm. pretty negative connotations that come with that. And so Yeah, contractor in general, yeah, it's just us us coming from a younger standpoint, a younger viewpoint, we can kind of I would say bridge those gaps a little better than some of our older um definitely helps not being cemented in any kind of like old fashioned or old school ways of doing things, you kind of come in with a fresh view and you, you know, you're not dead set on, on norms. I would say you're kind of, you have, you're a little more of an open mind. You're a little more of a sponge. So, and that's one of the things I see with San Antonio businesses. And I don't, I don't mean to rag on San Antonio too bad, but we're pretty behind. It seems like in, in your million dollar and under companies. And what I mean by that is like, Half of these companies don't even have like serious websites, right? So like the, yeah. even if they do have a website, it hasn't been updated in a few years. And so it's yeah. like pre-COVID stuff. I'd say most of these websites are, are just there for them to say that they have a website. Yeah. You know, I mean if you look at um, a couple other companies like the really – I mean big ones. Um, and it, maybe it has to do with the fact that they're more commercial and less residential. But even then, I mean their websites are literally just a landing page that looks like it's straight out of the 90s. Yeah. Early 2000s. I mean, there's just no conversion or, or effort going into stuff like that. And it's hard to blame a lot of these companies because it's just such a learning curve coming from, you know, pre-Google era where, yeah. you know, now SEO and your website is crucially important. But if you're not willing to sit down with someone who knows what they're talking about and really figure out and iron out what needs to be done to make it happen, it's just – it's such an intimidating task that – you know, having just a Facebook, yeah. you know, website, I say in quotations, yeah. is just such an easier option. But it's what's preventing a lot of these companies from going to that next level. I'd say the big thing for a lot of these people is, it, like in our case, 
I for with a lot of these contractors, I could see, especially deck guys or even fence guys, concrete guys, whatever, in anything in that residential home improvement space, is that so much of the time, even if you're running the company, you're still out in the field. So these people are like, you know, why would I invest or focus on a website when I, I have jobs right now that I'm, you know, have on the schedule that I need yeah. to I need to manage my guys. It's definitely know? another level of commitment that. Yeah, because the whole thing with Google and SEO is it's a constant grind, right? You can't yeah. just sit it, you know, set it and forget it and move on and get back to work. You yeah. know, it's no. it'll and, stagnate and die. And that's part of why we're doing this podcast. Just being transparent with y'all is we th- we think we have a good perspective and uh, knowledge and insight that we can provide. But also this gives us and grants us the opportunity to constantly update our website and provide uh, more options for us to grow our SEO and get more clients. Yeah, Google scans for activity. I mean, if they see a website that isn't active, um, you know, like the the big thing in Google is organic search results. If you can filter your like, if someone looks up a, you know, deck or you know anything deck related, for example, if we're just talking about our company, um, if you're doing a good enough job locally, your page should be an organic search result. As opposed to someone who doesn't know what they're talking about, you know, like one of these big uh, lead generation sites like Angie and Thumbtack. I mean, you know, they're coming up first and sharing their opinion and they don't even know what they're talking about. But they just have such good SEO that it's the first thing that homeowners see and now they have a warped perception of the market. Whereas if you as the contractor put in a little bit of effort into things like SEO and, and activity and just growing your online presence, uh, just pumping out content, you'd be surprised – um, how much? How many leads you could close when you just position yourself as the expert, you know? Because they're going to want to go with you. And there's two things I want to mention on that. Uh, the first one is Google versus you know like Angie's is Angie's is kind of like you get a piece of chicken and throw it into a den full of dogs, right? Mm-hmm. And you know whichever dog gets that piece of chicken gets it, right? And all the other ones sit there and cry. Yeah. Versus if you have Google, you're the only dog in that pen, right? Yeah. So. It's an interesting analogy. <laughs> so getting getting your Google, you know, to grow is really um, is really the ideal thing because you get a, a solid lead on your Google, they're only coming to you. And you know, they might you know go to some other places, but a lot of times, what we've seen is that these clients they go to the first person that they see, they like, and if you can build that trust um, through messaging them quickly and reliably, yeah. Yeah. or picking up the phone, which is a whole other topic we could get into. <laughs> yeah. um, Just answering the phone. Yeah, answering the phone, crazy. believe it or not, is very difficult for some of these companies, man, as we've seen. Big companies, man. I mean, big companies, small. It's, it's I don't know. The, the big thing for us is if there's stuff that we're not necessarily good at. So, I mean, for example, we, we could learn the SEO thing and, and kind of get on top of that. But realistically, when we're out in the field and we come home from a 10, 12-hour day, I mean, you know, who wants to do that? So we kind of outsource the stuff that we're not good at. We've got a lot of different programs in place to to make the customer experience as smooth as possible, and that's kind of the difference. Is a lot of a lot, I, I know that a lot of San Antonio contractors aren't willing to reinvest their resources into like you know tools for their business. I think they're not willing to, and I think they don't trust other people with their companies. I think yeah. that's part of the issue and part of why they stay small is that. They, they aren't willing time. to delegate. Yeah, exactly. You know, they, yeah. it's going to be them or it's going to be no one. And that's yeah. the issue is that if it's no one yeah. or it's just them, it's just not going to get done. Yeah, and you definitely got to be able to uh, – and it's almost a mindset of, of people are smart enough to figure these things out, you know. Yeah. Even if they go through that initial learning curve, if you just give people the right tools and lead them in the right way, 
I mean, just think about where you were at in you know March in terms of your deck building abilities, and think of where we're at now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's night and day, you know. Yeah. So all of these topics that we've touched on, I think, are going to be their own episodes. There's going to be a lot of good content coming up, and we have a lot to talk about because, like I said, this last year has been absolutely insane. From going from absolutely no company whatsoever to a yeah. quarter million in eight eight uh, eight, eight months, months yeah. you know, yeah. it was a learning curve for sure and yeah we're um, expecting to do 300 by the end of the year i mean it's it's, it's uh, you can't be upset about it man yeah for your first year for our business, first you know i mean by the time we hit march well you know because from our first paying client was like march 22nd something like that to mm-hmm. to march 22nd of 2023 i wouldn't be surprised if we're in the 320 to 350 range in terms of you at know, least you know revenue so, nah, man, it's exciting. It's Sky's the limit. But, uh, yeah, so this is the Deck Guys podcast, and uh, we're looking forward to posting more. And um, keep a lookout. It'll be on Spotify, Apple, and also on our website. So Yeah, we're hoping to do some visual vi- Get visual to see our format. pretty faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cades, it'll just be a picture. <laughs> I'll be halfway in the frame. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next time. Appreciate it.